having this again. Love Talk Radio. You're listening to Pack Stereo on the internet at live365.com. Begin playlist broadcast transition to your playlist broadcast transition. songs by Gary Taylor. Shuffling songs by Gary Taylor. 
online marketing person. campaign because as far as I know, Vic, and I think it's still true, the absolute biggest sales are the ones that occur after Christmas. Yeah, yeah, but they don't want to count that marketing and push of hitting those numbers before the year ends. Not that it's a fiscal year. Well, that's a good point, too. So yeah. this, this, it's, it's actually part of the next year. Yeah. So, well, anyway, so I hope you guys are satisfied. And first of all, happy Thanksgiving. And last week, uh, I hope that you had a wonderful holiday, a wonderful Thanksgiving, and met to cuss out from your family members or friends. day a bunch of people. How Thanksgiving. Uh, it tends to be a st- stressful day, especially with those people who have uh, Trump supporters in their family. Some advice for them before the holidays or things to do to get through the Christmas, that's the holiday, the Thanksgiving, and soon to be Christmas. Right. Without having uh, trouble. So we hope that you focused on those those topics. Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna still celebrate off the t- uh, the tail end of what you said earlier, uh, as it relates to the purchasing and the Black Friday. A record five billion impressions online. What's that? Well, I guess it works there. I went and looked at stuff, but I'm telling you, after the holidays, for me, well, that's a good time to buy yourself stuff too. If right. you have to have money, right? And they'll cheer you up, <laughs> right? But wow, five billion big. Yep, five billion online purchases, which that's a record. Which means the trend is not going to go. It's going to move forward. It just, it's just, it's just. Well, they're promoting it like that, and when they throw the sales or the ideas, because a lot of the items they're limited amounts. Right. Maybe people want that that item at that amount. You right. Know, maybe, but they may have a hundred of them or fifty of them. Okay. Wow. Yeah. The efficiency model is pretty good, and people tend to, you know, think about how long it takes to and then pick something up. And then they have the return policy for a lot of people. I'm not saying it's what you buy. It's just that you have that flexibility. But when you do it online, you, you're looking forward to going, I'm going to go out here and do this. I, I have to convince myself that the product I got meets to the minimum standards of what I was hoping for because it looked really glossy on that page. Okay, so let me show you guys what I bought. And, and I don't know how good it's going to be, but I, I bet you'll have an opinion. I bought an Echo Show. Right. Now, y'all, for those of you who don't know, we use a bunch of the Amazon products around here. We have Alexa. Hi, Alexa. She's not talking right now. Anyway, so I bought this one for my mom. Right. Because I finally got her to install the Wi-Fi with the package. She's got the package deal now. Right. Everybody has a package deal, which is the television and the phone. She doesn't really use the phone. Okay. She's got it. Right. So she got that. I said, let me get her the Amazon, you know, and this is the Echo Show. Let's get her this. And, well, let's see what it can do, you guys. I wanted to show you a video. But see, I mean, I got it from, because I want her to do some stuff. And, you know, when you used to be that age, 80, what is she? Eighty-three years old, like eighty-four years old. Then you know they get a little stuck in their ways, and I want her to use this Amazon show to do some of the questions. Now, one of the things that's really good about it—I don't know if I want to show any of these. 
He's, but there's a bunch of videos on YouTube. There's a bunch of videos on YouTube. And I did make it a video. Right. It'll show you everything. Okay, Amazon video content. I'm going to tie it into my account. Amazon Music. You can actually call other people right. who have an echo. So you can use it like an echo. So that's one of the things we're going to be trying right. uh, at some point in time. Okay. Use it as an intercom. But so I'll let you know. One seventy nine. Okay. And like I said, it's how many uh, how many people that you know that you've associated with say, hey, look, I've been using those products because you you use them. is it an efficiency model or is it a personal relationship with you tied to maybe the business platform versus just your personal edification and enjoyment? Which one takes more weight? Probably the efficiency in the sense that I know what you so the, the attraction for some folks yeah. is to play their music in right. a cool way. Right. Consumer, right. enjoyment, make it easy. That it. isn't it with me. Right. That's not it's it. not it with so me. So you're selling a different Yeah, what right. I what what I what I like is the artificial intelligence components and the fact that it was Learning and learning right. how to do new things, right. and you can interact with it to do those things. Like you could say, Alexa, weather. Right. And then she Alexa, has an and then she has an attitude. What's the weather? In Los Angeles, it's 65 degrees with partly sunny skies. Right. Today's forecast calls for more of the same, with a high of 70 degrees and a low of 63 degrees. And there's stuff like, say, you want to know the weather in Portland, you know, in Port Townsend, where Mac is, right? Right. So you can say, Alexa, what's the weather in Townsend, Washington? It's a slow day. Alexa, what's the weather in Port Townsend, Washington? In Port Townsend, Washington, there's a high wind warning in effect. November 28th from 12 a.m. to 12 p.m. Current weather is 41 degrees with clear skies and sun. Today's forecast has lots of clouds with a high of 50 degrees and a low of 41 degrees. Yeah, back to freeze his ass off. So the point is that the Alexa, we have them all around. We have them in the kitchen. We have them on every DJ platform. For me, it represents connecting our studio to artificial and that's what I like about it. We can ask it to play music, right. ask it to do a bunch of things. And so that's the part that's growing. Right. And, and, and uh, you know, say, Alexa, tell me a joke. What's a pirate's favorite letter? You might think it's R, but his first love be the C. Oh, that's bad. That's your, that's your, that's your efficiency model, right? Uh, I know what you say. Sing me I a hip hop song. Okay. Link all the pieces of your life. I get it done at the FI. I'm the player, the coach, the arena, and the game. If you want something done, you just got to find my name. <laughs> Give it up. Alexa go freestyle. Alexa go. So what you're saying is, if a regular human said those words, you would actually laugh at them. He said, "Man, you got to work on that." Right? So why should she get a pass? 
We don't give her pads. I think we laugh at her. Yeah, you know, do some tone modulation. It's terrible. There. Put some hesitation in there. Okay, well, some okay. slang in that. Okay. Well, let her try. Alexa, sing me a song. Oh Lord, this is not good. No bass. Every every song, no bass. Twerk. Tour, 
Okay. So, and it's supposed to be some weird stuff they're doing with the phones at this. Okay, how weird can you do with the phones? Well, like some app, like they want to, like you have to either, if they see you with the phone or something, that they control it. Try to bullshit. <laughs> bullshit. See, you said it. It doesn't seem like bullshit. It's bullshit. What they're saying is, what they're saying is this. You know, some of you guys coming to these concerts with your phones are capitalizing over this stuff. We need to control this so far. So we're going to try to do our own app. Have it in, within the frame. You bitches out, okay? That's why it's bullshit. Okay, so here it is. Here it is. Because this is a thing. And I'm a Chris Rock supporter. I am a Chris Rock supporter. He may want to rethink this. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to the Chris Rock. And Vic, I got second. Well, if that if that's the get, you're getting playing on shooting a few little. Yeah, you ain't going. No. I was planning on shooting no. a few videos just no, to no. show you guys. No, you already got on that. Right? Already, so take a look at this. Mobile phones will not be out of this event. This restriction also includes smart watches, cameras, and all recording and mobile devices. So when you watch, wait, wait, stop. You taking off your watch? You take. I can't wait to hear this. Show me your watch, Mario. Could you please do a camera shot on your watch so we can see what you're going to not wear. <laughs> Let's see, I wanted to see this. So, so Mario. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I told you. Please. He's reading. He's getting, he's getting more. I didn't even things. know this. Had I seen this? No, Chris. I'm going to read it because had I seen this, I wouldn't have bought the tickets. I wouldn't have bought the tickets. Bullshit. So, take a listen. I'll read it to you. Mobile phones will not be allowed at this event. This restriction also includes cameras, and all other recording and mobile devices. Per the request of the Chris Rock, this is a strict no mobile phones allowed event. Seven things you need to know before entry. Seven, please leave your phones in your car at home. Anyone who brings a phone will be required to place it in a large pouch provided by the tour. Two, everyone is subject to inspection before entry including the use of metal detectors. Three, entry lines will be lengthy. Please plan to arrive at DPAC, whatever that is, one hour prior to showtime to ensure you do not miss the start of the show. Four, and bold, anyone found phone inside the venue will be ejected without refund. Five, through this policy, mobile tickets will be disabled. Six, for guests with mobile tickets on their phone, you can log into your Ticketmaster account between 72 hours before the prime, before the scheduled performance time and print a PDF of your ticket. Set this ticket will enable you entry to the event. So you can leave your phone in the car. Oh, wow. Thank you. Let me blackout tour. Right. Let me, let me say why I'm, look, the business is the business. What we're what they're saying is this. Yeah, look, don't worry. There's no emergency that well, can happen during that time when you're in the concert. So right, while you're there, right, what if you have, so what if you have an emergency in the hospital? Don't worry about during the Chris Rock production live performance. That's why I said bullshit before you got. It is bullshit. Let me tell you a bit more about this. Chris Rocks, Chris, we're your friends and fans, so please pay attention to this. Just let them videotape stuff. Let it just be viral. Let it be that, okay? 
But Chris Rock's total blackout tour has yonder a new technology company that, that will not be lasting too long. Yonder, a new technology company that helps create phone-free events, comedy, and concert tours. Anyone using a mobile phone in the seating area will be immediately escorted out of the venue without refund. You know what? This this is... Um, I can't say. Let me stop. Always believe that you have the right to exercise what you think is best and due diligence. So I'm not mad. I'm just saying, can you imagine? They say they will keep your special place. If you need it, you go out to the lobby and get your phone. Boom. How would you know it's an emergency? Yeah, how would you know you can't get any calls? This is really a bad idea, you guys. Take a look at Yonder. I went and looked, at, looked up. Yonder. This is really a bad idea. Oh, this? They, we need to drive them out of business. I want to Don't want 
anything tragic to happen. You just don't. And so when you think that way where, hey, look, it's more important for us to control the content so people don't abuse it. I said, okay, keep trying that, all right? Just see. You know, like I said, you can. Come on. That's In a minute, the, the, the content comes out on the phone. It's not Let me for the record. Barbarians at the gate. Oh my God! 
Happy birthday to my cousin, Danny Gates, native New Yorker. <laughs> you know, that's what they're good about this Facebook thing, too, man. Nobody everybody's birthday. And my, my cousin, Danny, handsome, brother. so he will be commenting on some of those shoe styles right. because he also comes with some great fashion right. expressions. <laughs> so got to say happy birthday. Happy birthday, cuz, native New Yorker over there, Danny Gates. Give give some to my cousin. Everybody. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday all day. Keep it going. Mr. Fashion Man. 150. Got a lot of single people in my family. Guess we know what's up. <laughs> Say hello to all the bunch of other New Yorkers out there, too, in the family. All right. Here's the latest slideshow animation. And we're going to be coming back for the good news, bad news, and the other shit.
notes and go back and review them all again. <laughs> Just to pull stuff up because I've seen 620. <laughs> I would have used other places. They're really exceptional. Exceptional work.
I've met text message and Facebook messenger or email, right. and I'm like, <laughs> the one thing. Hey, you guys, just so you can this is what I was referring to. I didn't get a chance, I didn't have this camera uh, live. It actually turned off for a moment. This is the setup. All it is is you see modules. I've had three, four, plus three right now, three additional cell phones that all feed uh, different platforms different apps. So when I'm talking back to them, Mario is enhancing this. We try to stabilize it. You guys don't care about that. It's already but, better. And we're going to be doing a lot more with it. What I is I cascade streaming. So you may not see all I actually, because I can time it per versus subjects. Certain subjects Mario have, oh, I engage it right away. And then there's some that do better with certain subjects. So I cascade those subjects. I'm just letting you guys know that. All right, back at you. Oh, here he sent it to me. Okay. Yeah, but y'all cooperate with the damn technology. <laughs> Challenging a brother. So here, here's our brother from another mother, PMC, backstage. Isn't that his grandson? That, that's got to be isn't that his grandson. No, no, no. Okay, Chris Rock is on our right, right? Chris right. Rock is in the here. That's PMC on the right. That's got to be PMC's grandson, because that face, you know, you just look at that smile. The same lower half of the face is damn near identical. Damn near identical. <laughs> so, hey, hey, Chris, I see your buddy, man. No. You know, you do use Yonder. Sometimes, you know, people talk us in this shit. You need to hang out with me. You need to, you need to hang, come hang out with me. I'm your boy. We got your back. I'll be there in the second row chair, and I'll cooperate with everything. No, too late. What? I'm still cooperating. Too late, man. I'm going to cooperate. All right. Now, you guys are getting ready. Are you ready for some news? Are you ready for some news? Ladies and gentlemen, it's that time. The good news. The bad news. The good news, the bad news, the other shit, we're rolling into the holiday season, so that means that we have to endure certain things, one of which turned out to be the president's speech to the troops. You know, only an asshole like the president situation like this. It's really about honoring the men and women who serve in our and turned it into a political moment for himself. You know, it's simply amazing to me because it goes beyond this, this selfishness that I've had to do with people. Right. All the time. But in this time, in this time, let us take that moment to remind ourselves, too, that as these holiday seasons begin, that for a bunch of us, we start at work. Okay? And that... Preparing for the holidays in Puerto Rico, the U.S. Virgin Islands, Florida, and Texas, really, really rough. Yeah. But in some places, it's absolutely right. Desperate. Yeah. It's still going. Well, we we we're thinking about trees and all that stuff, and 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 their their issue is really running water. Right. And electricity. Right. And it's amazing that you don't you don't really get to see. Um, from their perspective, the, the coverage. Now, of course, 
leave it up to media to frame stories. It's easy to go to the stories where you can point to here, look at what's happening, the provisions that's is being, you know, being handed out and supporting stories. But they're not going to go and show you the, the areas where people are really. They, these people over here died. You just don't won't get that. You know, to me, I just believe they say, look, you don't need to show that. Just show what we are efforting our ways and what we're doing. And they're going to be dropped off into oblivion pretty soon, if not already. First, we got to gear up for this kind of giving this Christmas. I'm really trying to sit back and do some thinking myself right. as to what kind of giving I want to do toward causes. And, you know, previous holidays, I've, I've allowed a lot of different right. giving campaigns and have done stuff for years. The holidays don't tend to really stop and focus. And I haven't had a giving thing as part of on what's going on, what you're reminded of. Right. This will be one of those Christmases right. where you really have to think about, should I be making a package, making gifts available for people? Yeah. That's unfortunate because you're so much reminded of what's going on out there. We're seeing it right now. It's going to take a It's going to take I don't know because I haven't been in the flow. And forgive me if I have not been. I would assume that there are a lot of efforts similar to what uh, I did with Hurricane Harvey, that there's some GoFundMe pages, some resources where there are funds and resources somewhere. And I know that that's hard because people want to identify the, the true link to giving and not those who are maybe fostering fake profiles and being able to take advantage of those. I'm surprised that a lot more of those are not being pointed anywhere. As a result of the, the, the ground area that you can't look at Puerto Rico, they probably doesn't have the infrastructure, and anyone set up to actually look busy trying to survive. So I'm kind of shocked that we don't see anything like that as much. Well, we're going to go looking. That's part of the thing. I'm going to go make more efforts to go looking and information to you all, too, just in case. That's the thing. I want to see what's a good place for me to make a holiday decision. How is it going to be used? You know, just to optimize those thoughts of giving here in this holiday. So we will be re reminding you. Because that's part of what's going on. Get preparing right now, especially after Thanksgiving. People are now, you know, getting ready for Christmas. Right. Getting ready for all that. And the holidays and traffic and, and traveling and all those things are so much a part of all of our mentality. Just take a moment and think back to Right. Concerning the president, continuing war <laughs> with black folks, especially. Kind of some continuing wars. But he, Eminem, I did a post on Facebook where Eminem is actually pissed because he says, I'm talking shit about him. He won't say anything about me. Oh, no. Because I'm a boy. What about, you know, the, what about the billionaire ad? About, well, he called him at least white. Wacky or something. Oh, that's the best he can do, right? Yeah, but he sure didn't go after him. No, he didn't. He didn't go after him with no, the same not. kind of option. Uh, go say Levar Ball right. or the NFL players. Right. Uh, so the president, whole idea as race, of this though, in a way, people say, "What do you mean, Mario? You guys? Let me tell you, and I'll say it again: Congress only comes at those points where you have struggle." The times where it's good and everything's going good, people are focused differently. And when things are prosperous, everybody's taking vacations, partying, drinking, 
barbecue it. It's a wonderful time when everything prosperous. But when things are like this, like it is now, that's when the real progress is made. Right now, society, we're confronting sexual harassment, looking at women and women's rights in a whole new way. It's we're also looking at in a whole new way. It's the time. And many of these are by the fact that we have to deal with these people in public, like the president, who brings issues like racism, sexism, sexual harassment to the forefront. Yeah. So the president is in that sense. So I don't know. You know, it's like we, Vic and I talk all the time as observers. We don't have the power to change, right, what's occurring. There's different ways to interpret what it means. Right. And one of the things that I say in all these times of desperation, remind yourself that this is the way progress that is being made. It burns, it cuts. This is what it feels like. And right now, with all the issues of sexual harassment and ways that we're dealing with it, we'll change that in society. We'll forever behave different. And that'll be a good thing. Yep. Racism will change too. Mm-hmm. We'll forever behave differently. And that too will be a good thing. Yeah. It is, man. You've got to go through the pain and get to be easy and logical. You know, somebody's going to take the risk and stand up. And it's going to seem the first thing it flirts with is your conditioning of what's the normal. And you realize that your normal was serving a different master. And that you got so. What they would call um, comfortable, but usually comfort means just don't worry me. Uh, this is not how it's supposed to be. And then you find out the people who are struggling and how bad it was. You kind of feel guilty because you've been ignorant of it, and so you choose to deflect it because you rather not believe close to you. But when it's right there in front of your face, now you don't have to answer to me. You don't have to answer anyone else. I just sit back and say, you know, watch it now because. God is watching. The only thing I'm still trying to want myself, the things I need to focus on, because uh, it's thankful to be here. We're in a good life. There's a lot of people who don't have a voice, don't have the platform, and they can easily be eaten alive by somebody with power and resources and turned over to make them look like they're guilty. And if you want to see an example like that, just look at the women, how much abuse has gone on through mostly a number of industries across the board, and that they themselves the idea that they're standing up now kicking some ass, I hope they keep kicking ass for a long time. I want to be a witness to it and say, hoorah, yes, bam, slam them, over and over again. Matter of fact, do it for the decades, because you have to look at it. This has been systemic in our society. So at this point right now, I applaud them for standing up. i just like to see a lot more voices stand up and not the meek and the weak that you can step on. And so it is. And so it is. Good news, bad news, and other shit. And so some of the bad news continues, but there's some also some good news. One of the things that we think is good, but we're struggling with it, you guys, and I don't mind sharing it very quick moment, is improved status. It comes around again as it does to our interaction with local community groups. Right. But Vic and I have always interacted with local community groups. We were a DJ service. So we 
really comes around again. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that's coming around again, and we're glad and we're glad to acknowledge it. World stage here at Lemurk Park. Uh, the world stage is a world-recognized venue for jazz, spoken word. It's legendary and founded by a legendary drummer, uh, Billy Higgins. We had a chance to meet with the executive director, Dwight Tribble, who came back actually to talk about some of the things that were going on there. And so, uh, so take a look. Here's a Victor went down there. Just to enjoy the nothing more. Roberto Miranda, the surgeon, and the history. transfer to an empowerment zone. So I did it, and um, 
for me, when I met with Dwight, I was more or less just saying, I just want to be a fan. And, and I told him, I said, and I said, he didn't know I was going to shoot it that way. And then I decided to go up and say, hey, here's, I pointed to the phone and said, this is the phone just to give you an idea. The experience. So to me, you have to get the experience before you can give the recommendation. Because everybody tell you, well, you know, you can use this, you can remove this, you can do this. But until you're there and you feel the people, their vibe, you get a better sense. Yeah, and well, that's the point I was making because as an organization, we in history, we have reached out to the traditionalists forever. Right. Forever. We've reached out to them forever. This represents another effort where we are, you know, acting in an advisory capacity. Right. To the world stage, yeah. you know, and it may end up that I end up helping them to design right. their system, or at least bringing alternative, augmenting what they're doing. A lot of times, people get into replacement. Sometimes it's addition. And how can you do it in this kind of seamless? And and here's the other thing: you got to weigh how much you can do with what you're required to do with other projects. So a lot of times when trying to find alternative recommendations for them in lieu of what they absolutely want until they get there. And it's like, to me, it's like social media. A lot of people go like, I'm just going to wait until I get it right, and then I'll start posting. I said, that's not the best way. It's the ultimate way. But you live or die that. And most people who are like that critically think of themselves like a picture that they don't like. You can, We can find about the photo, but if that person says that's not what I want, they're not going to even have leeway on it. And to me, what they, I thought, could do was augment until they get to their ultimate goal. And that was my example. Well, take a look and write, feel free to write us. Please write the world stage, Dwight Trouble. Write them and tell them you saw this and encourage them. Remember, these are traditional brothers. You know, so we applaud them whenever they take it upon themselves to expand into this world of video. Very new stuff to them. They're not familiar with this. And so we applaud their efforts. And so Pack Stereo TV, here as always, for the local community, always willing to help them with ideas for how to best do things, how to do it inexpensively, that's quality. That's one of the things we'll be specifically helping Dwight dribble with, with, with his, his equipment list. Right. Just look at that wonderful example. Yeah. It's, it's, and you know, make your deal with the phone. Yeah. There. And, and, like, and I want to give props out to also Meredith Bill, Lasting Value. He's, he literally was the uh, facilitator and connecting us with Dwight Tribble and the world stage. So, uh, to me, you may not get the ultimate, but I truly believe there's a value. You just don't, you can't do it exactly the way I want to do it, then there's no value. Well, yeah, that it might be right. But then you have to demonstrate also the way get to your ultimate and dream. And most people, once they accomplish a milestone, they find another milestone. So, to me, it's the same way with social media. You, you, you may not media for all you believe it's not good, but your legacy and imprint through this medium that we're involved in can only grow. 
just don't get less. You don't see negative views on videos or photos. They always grow. And you just have to try to lend a, an outreach to people who look at their brand. The two brands that I think of in Lumber Park and Caldwell and Kay at the Chaos Network. Yeah. And World Stage with Dwight Truitt and the rest of the organization. So right. they, they have a well, you intend to be part of the mix, just letting you all know. Yeah. The bad dudes. And the other shit. Well, you know, we play music here on Pack Stereo TV. That's part of the Creative Commons music. Music that you can get for free. And so we feature a bunch of the music from Love Shadow. And some of you tell me you look for every week. The specifically those pictures. We're going to be right back with Marijuana for Dummies. Resisting the miseducation of marijuana. We'll be right back after this song by Love Shadow.
Welcome. I'm indulgent. Miles marijuana for dummy resisting the miseducation. <laughs> you do. <laughs> Let me just. This is the best. I, you know, that's my excuse for taking a hit. Wow. Now, by the way, there's other ways to smoke marijuana. And coming up in future episodes, I'm going to be talking about vaporizers. Okay. Vaping, that's coming up, a special episode mm-hmm. on vaping. Okay. That's using the vape, these machines, which actually do not burn weed. Mm-hmm. They just cause the THC right. in it to vaporize. Just enough to vaporize the medical marijuana effects and have them go to a vapor. Okay. It tastes just like water almost. It doesn't feel like smoke because it's not smoke. The marijuana never burns. Right. So for people sort of in your group that don't do do any kind of right. but who wanted to enjoy marijuana, this is the thing they were using. This is one of the special where you could select a temperature digitally. Theoretically select different metabolites of THC just by selecting a different, different vaporizing temperature. Okay, now, I'm so this to... is really the way to do some science to right. do a special show. I think it's great. What, and I know I'm not going to get deep into it now. You I can. Just, I just want to know, because uh, people will be listening going, he said, Vicks group. I'm not a smoker. So what, how would think I Think of the it? healthy group. Well, what, I'm what, saying the other was you, but in your of healthy people, I know, I know there are few that smoke weed. Right, that's right. They that's, are. They're big. They're, let me I tell you something. I mean, vegan marijuana users, right. okay? People are really conscious about their health. Right. But they enjoy marijuana. So yeah. they're a unique group. Yeah. They don't want any smoke. Absolutely. Man, so. they, they, they want to enjoy a cleaner, fresher world without all the, what they call, let me just say, watch this. This is what I say is. I won't call it contaminants. That's not right. I'll say this. But it's like telling Mario, try to get me to enjoy meats that are better tasting than pork. You know, he'll say, look, don't give me anything that's supposed to be a substitute. <laughs> you know, I like pork. Just, I had a wonderful, I had a wonderful kale salad that Thornton made. Yeah. For uh, yeah. Thanksgiving. So I did it. Well, anyway, we're going to do an episode on vaping in the future. Right. Okay? Yeah. That whole thing. But... I wanted to focus a little more on the edible today because what I really wanted to do, I'm putting out this offer. I wanted someone to come on the show and enjoy an edible at the beginning of the show, which is a two, roughly a two-hour show there. Okay. I wanted someone to come on the show and in the first minutes of the show indulge in an edible. Okay. Or have a few people have them indulge in different edibles. For the experience. For the experience, and then talk to us throughout the show okay. for how they feel. Right. I think that's easy. You think that's easy? Oh, I think it's easy. You know why I think it's easy? Do not, have you not had shows here where you had what they call a recreation or a recreational celebration by toasting champagne or wine or having a tequila? I said, did you feel different at the end of the show? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Think, well, will we get volunteers? Because right. the two ones I want, there might be others, but one of the main ones is the product called Savor by Whoopi Goldberg. Right. It's Whoopi and Maya Savor, uh, medical cannabis, and it's unopened still. 
60 to spread it on little cookies like that. This is the the cocoa flavored. Hmm. Do a close up on that camera. Let me see, take a look at it. There, there you go. Much better. Okay. So you can really this is the cocoa product. Okay, so I want someone to use it and okay. try it. Now the other product which I want to show today is one of the ones that gives you free. So it's not as strong as some things. But when you buy, you know, they give you a free edible. Yeah. So when you buy it out, they give you a free edible. It used to be a soda. So now they give you these. These are called the LOL edibles, okay? Medical cannabis candy. This is these are sour apple belts. Now they say three hundred milligrams. Some of the ones this is one of my pet peeves, even they say three hundred milligrams, but I don't know what dosage and the print hmm. take a look. Wow. Now on the other hand let me show it to you. So let me take it to open it up. You know, I'm gonna open it up for just for you guys. So this is what it looks like. This is what's inside. Okay. Here or something. Okay. Yeah now let me ask you this. Is this whole thing is this whole thing 300 It has a little residue. <laughs> Deepen off of it. Okay. Is this whole thing 300 milligrams or is 300 milligrams like this? See? Right. See, that's, what I, that's what I don't know. So they don't operate. And these the way. Uh, okay. We won't find out that answer. It takes, to me, None of them taste good, but it's reasonable. Okay. Kind of a sour apple. Right. Okay, so so what you're saying is the only thing you want is it out. Um, well, you know what Well, but you know what? They do labels like this in other foods that I've seen that they will give you the general... Uh, they'll give you the total general numbers on the whole package, and then they will break it down to what they call portions. And so you, they'll sit back and say, here's the portions per. So the service is relative to a weight, I would assume. Well, they can tell you, they have to tell you what is one serving size, right. and then tell you what is the dose I agree. per serving. Yeah. They get to tell you all that. Okay. I ate it. Right. One little piece. Now, remember, we talked about edibles because I'm stressing the fact that you should know, even though I don't trust the accuracy, yeah. but at least it tells you something about where that product ranks. For example, if Kiva may have four different doses, 100 milligrams, 50, I don't know. At least you can compare those products. I'm not saying I totally believe the accuracy, right? but at least it gives you that they're attempting to quantify the variation. Right. So you can have an idea. So you can tell how much your system enjoys. Right. Okay. Don't try to extrapolate that to another product, even a similar product. If you went and got a gummy bear, there's no way to tell how those relate and compare. Right. If they give you a milligram dosage, you can take that out with a grain of salt. Okay. But I would still be cautious. And the thing I've stressed with people, edibles can they really can take up to an hour. 
Yeah. Definitely over so half an hour. Yeah. Yeah. So be careful. For the future shows, I wanted to bring this up. And I wanted to show you uh, an example of right. an edible. Okay. I'm not opening the chocolate stuff till we have that. that. But this one, because I do eat these. Right. You know, when I go to concert, I might take this edible to a concert. Gotcha. Or something like that. Uh, and you just need to be aware of those things. Uh, marijuana in the news, you guys. California, we're, we're inching closer. Let me write that to make my notes. We're getting clo- closer to January 1st, you know, recreational marijuana. Yep. And what's interesting, yeah. get the impression that we're really ready. Why? Maybe, but well, because we don't hear the kind of announcements that I did that the infrastructure is ready and waiting. Hmm. Okay? Here we really, there's still a decision to really be made. Right. The amount of tax, yeah. all of those things, uh, consumption, right. lounges, uh, just some of the news that's in that some people are talking about. Uh, it's, supposed to, it's supposed to be the first city in the U.S. to permit social marijuana use. Now, when they say that, it's not not the same as legalization. That's like allowing people to go to a place right? use it. Which is, okay, so let me just try to figure this out. Is These there, are pot-friendly establishments. Right. So, is, is it really that the, the nature of which is happening here is that there's not a as much demand on the consumer side, but a lot more setting up on platform. In other words, a lot of platforms or a lot of providers are gearing up, and they said this last show or the show before last, where they said, hey, you know, we've already reached this place where there are going to be more providers than, than the demand so far. So really you're looking at everybody, you know, to contribute. And yeah, that we know that be the is, is, not the issue, but the concern that it says, well, it's not this overwhelming concern. They, yeah, they're doing certain things, but other things they seem like they're lacking, and therefore, right. it's gonna, you know, it's gonna roll out weird. I'm yes. sorry because they'll have some stuff ready, but they won't say have shipping right. or banking. Right. Because one of the issues had that they needed to do, which still is an issue, was that they weren't based on the federal laws. Right. The growing people couldn't use banks. Their money, they couldn't use and pay checks. Right. So there's a whole money handling thing Absolutely. that is yet to be. Uh, so that's just what they're saying for Denver. Effective immediately. Denver has various forms of consumption, consumption at authorized bars, restaurants, and other public places. That's the part that's a first. They're going to have that are actually you can go. Remember, it was before the laws were that you could own it, have it, but the use of it and where you used it has always been part of these laws. Right. I told you it was illegal. Right. We use a $600 ticket. Right. Now, is that uh, you have to get a, approval of your name. They say there's still some stuff uh, to be established, like uh, will they be able 
their chronic anxiety. So I don't know what they're really saying. Uh, oh, we don't know. They people really wanted to be marijuana. Okay. Right. Uh, but act. But now the what what they've allowed so far for this first group and edibles, no smoking. Right. I showed you the vape. Right. So that was the thing. I had to read it while we were looking. I'm looking for that. No smoking. But this is what's coming. Now, for Denver, this is what they call the social consumption etiquette. No sales in the social consumption areas. Hmm. No social consumption between 2 and 7 a.m. No more than one ounce a week per vigil. Designated areas will be limited to adults 21 and over. Social consumption areas must be at least a thousand feet from any school. Data consumption areas outside must be concealed from public. Cannabis consumption program expires December thirty. No Amsterdam style coffee shops. Okay, I feel you. Okay, I'm telling you, support. Right. Venues where you go inside, you're not using it on the street. The Amsterdam, Amsterdam coffee shop is what I support. Specifically, the Bulldog, where is it? Right here. Right. <laughs> the Bulldog, the Bulldog, go to the Bulldog. Because that's an Amsterdam. Right. I spent my mornings. Right. Every morning, really. <laughs> I discovered, I was at the Bulldog within two hours of arriving in Amsterdam. Okay. <laughs> so what they're okay, really what they're saying is they just the culture the culture's not the same. Amsterdam party Well they're a little schizophrenic because right. it's illegal to transport it there. Right. But they have legal shops. Right. So how are you supposed to get it to the shops? Legally. <laughs> see this is TV people so, everywhere legal. they're schizophrenic. Laws. Hey, man, I'm only saying. Well, they're nutty laws that when they when they haven't dealt with it. Amsterdam, despite the fact they have a legal distribution in the coffee shops, you can't call yourself a coffee shop if you don't sell weed. Selling weed in there, and yet you can't transfer. Yeah, no, no, okay. No, that's okay. Schizophrenic. So, it's, so it's not required that they to tell you where they get their weed from. So. You turn your other head. You so turn your is, other head. Is it legal for the certain group, and then there's conditions for the providing? No, it's just who gets caught or prosecuted is a continuing legal struggle there in Amsterdam. I, I got somebody here, man, um, from Russia. But they seem to say legalized. They dream about it. Hey, because we have it like hey, that, right? We hey. have.
Part of a dummy's people.
you can get a lot of her music and tracks. And like before, these are available for you to download them and use them to create new things. As long as you spread it around for free, any commercial use, you have to get their permission. They make it available a cappella and add it to your music. You could add some of these music segments and then do your own thing. So much Creative Commons movement. So I want you to go there and check that out. That was Too Young by Love Shadow featuring Snowflake. I think we're ready now to go to phase three. Yes, sir. The Dublin Times New Sports. Victor Allen's unique fan base view of sports written by the ball headed black man, Amanda Ladies, at midday. Recurring segment of the Morning Coffee with Mario Show. Here it is, everybody. Here's Vic. Yeah. Four. Another. That last segment, man, was um, now that was informative. That was informative in a different way. And lack of information is information. So I found out that we have a lot more questions when you're talking about marijuana for dummies uh, because of the distribution of it. And uh, can't wait for January first to see what's up. And big ups to Denver, Colorado. they're ahead of the curve, right? I just got to give love, man. Now, of course, only because I love the institution of profitability. Well, you see, the it's, yeah. it's amazing and interesting, yeah. the money things that go into it. That just yeah. really, it just amazing. Did you understand alcohol and everything? Yes, it does. Check it out. I know I don't have to do this rewrite of everything. I'm just going to pull out the stories, dude, that I was checking out, that I like. And it's a certain thing that's happening in the NFL right now. And I just feel like, thank God, they, they've twisted it to such a degree to be able to bring um, – outside of the box. And what we by that, love it, love it, love it. The NFL touchdown celebrations are creative and fun. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because flags being thrown. This is first why they're not, in my belief, this is just my belief why they're not throwing flags. These celebrations, is so funny because the referee to sit back, I believe they actually have so they said, if you see anybody doing like Brown from Pittsburgh, where they, you know, anything that seems like a sexual kind of thing, where you're gyrating your hips a lot, I'll that all day long, man. But they didn't prepare them for like bowling for eagles. So I'm sitting up here going, for me, I believe this is my 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 fault. Just saying, not my fault, but my belief. Love this stuff because what they're doing. And when I say love it, are we in that territory now? For about five or ten seconds, are we in the territory? Dale is going to sit up here and he's already working on next year's rules. Are they going to leave it alone? And I got some examples here to show you. But my thing is, you can't wait to see it because they're not. In their faces, and they're going. Well, they didn't tell us about this type of celebration. So, do you? Well, they didn't tell you, but but but. Let me just assure you, none of this at all. First of all, the studies that we're looking at how people respond to these things have been ongoing for quite some time. Looking at this, the other thing 
is that the NFL actually may integrate these kind of rule interpretations. Not only do they have big training sessions with all the referees, but they actually send out reps to each club mm-hmm. to talk to the players. So the players were made aware mm-hmm. of what they could do and, and what, what they, they couldn't can. do. Right. So none of it is any, no. the part that they don't know is that when they tell them what the rules are, they right. don't know what people are going to then come up with. But know that all of this is an orchestrated decision. Of course. has been done and continues despite the fact that just this morning, folks like Stephen A. were... That was the backlash. There's been some backlash from the traditionalists. Let me say this. Not, you know, I believe it's his form to sit back and have that backlash. You generate more viewers by having a backlash. He's an old school guy who says, I like the old school days. Now, of course, Holmes, I can't remember his name, formerly as a DB with Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, I watched him. That's what Right. Out of fun and out of love. And a good way. way. But he and made the point well. But, he did. But, so here's the part. When you're at a game and you act as a fan and you actually see a touchdown, and you in the stadium, you know, TV of everything. But when you see a group doing something and it's synchronized, you can't help but say, oh, thank you. I, I, please, please let this go. So what I'm doing right now is going to give you three or four choices. I only three or four references to see which theme of celebration you would have enjoyed seeing if you were at the game down the line where they are. Uh, and I'm going to go through the three or four, and we're just going to say which ones you like, okay? So we start off with the first one. I call this bowl TV celebration. You know, in front of them, bowls, they all tumble down. Go to the next. Remember, back in the days, this was for Stephen A. Smith. He used to say this is a horseback ride. So if I say horseback, I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea, but that's Gronk, New England Patriots, back TV celebration. So while he's on back of Grump, he's whipping that arm going, let's go, yeah, you know, do your whole thing, whatever you want to interpret. That's one other one. Let's go to the next one. Steelers, let's shoot crap. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude, there's a video on this one. So if you guys want to go check out the video, go to the Pittsburgh Steelers Twitter account. You can actually see it. The next one. Oh, I, call, I like this one. Kansas City Chiefs, racing with the Chiefs. And so they're doing what they call imitating other forms of sports and activities not associated with football. I love I, this stuff. Sometimes you probably should hire a consultant to come up with this stuff. <laughs> it is, my thing is if you're going to do it, do it, do it well, I, I wouldn't say I wouldn't be willing to hire a consultant to train them. No. few minutes I give them. Right. Now, let me just say this. A lot of other people who are referencing this, they believe you don't do these celebrations because you have to win the game. So what he's saying is, if you do it, you wait after. The only, the only objection that. that I can give is that I'm old and not used to it. Right. Well, I, don't, that's, that's, yeah. I don't have a real problem with it. Right. I thought it was okay before. Yeah. Until they outlawed it for whatever, then, you know, here we go. Hey, look, I'm, the idea that they, and I always say this, when you get conservatives in a room, Oh, you know what? I can't have those kids seeing that giant riding body like that. I'm sorry. They're heathen. Shaking they're their they're hips they are in a heathen rhythm. They're heathen, man. This is not cool. Now, of course, 
they gyrate their body all the time, but we can't have adults doing that. Then they think outside the box. So my whole point is, is that every time they find something, it's quandary, and I said, and they've timed it out. They go, they do it, 10 seconds, not to delay the game. Keep it up. I'm all for it. Love it, love it, love it. All right, man, go over to the one that everybody's going to be talking about because snatches your chain one time, and they snatch it again. <laughs> dude, this is where you get the punk move. Somebody snatches you times, dude, you, you have to go there. Someone could actually argue, I would say, hey, maybe you shouldn't wear the chain during no, the game. No, don't. I'm not worried about that. that or wear it in a way that they can't grab it. Well, well, we know about what you shouldn't do. It's just the idea that this guy, look, Talib, okay, Akib Talib had to go there. This is for a time again. Let me first say what I'm not endorsing. It's bad for business, but good for entertainment. Bad for business, or would you prefer to see good for entertainment? <laughs> <laughs> you caught. Don't be thinking now. You're mean, it doesn't need, you know, it doesn't need to be every day. I don't want to overreact on right. one hand. It doesn't, it's not like where hockey fighting was every game. So right. That it was part of the. Right. So, you know, uh, the overall effect is probably good for entertainment. But, but yeah. once it becomes a so for business reasons, you have to come down on them hard. Right, and they are. They let do. it be good. Let it be good for business. But you don't discipline them and deal with They're the fact that it, yeah, you're gonna have to deal with it. If it was bad for business, right. so deal with it when it's good for business, but just still deal with it. Right. They, look, this is not good because another player on uh, Raiders, one of the linemen, he got ejected as well. And that dealt with bumping into the referee and the whole thing. Well, so they're going to be welcome, Crabtree. He's Richard Sherman. He used to stay in his ass. He never. Yeah, but see, Talib is a different monster. He's okay. straight doing this, thing. and I think Crabtree we got a lot. You know, imagine somebody come. You coming off the team and somebody snatched your chain. What do you think they're telling me? Maybe he was tired of being put. Yeah, yeah. Crabtree, I thought that was a thing that everybody was in his shit. Yeah, look, he is not a rookie anymore. He's already seasoned. He had enough. The guy snatched his chain. It was a good play, what they were working with. There was a good play. He was, he did his job. But as he was blocking him, and you don't see this until you go to the next uh, photo. So go on down to the next photo, and you'll see what I'm talking about for those who see it. When you go to the left frame, to keep blocking him and blocking him, and he was pushing Tyler back. You know what Tyler did? I'm snatching your chain again. Snatched it. That's when they an all-out war. They got into the scuffle with the, the group, everybody down there, and you thought it was over. Once they, they got back up and the real punches were being thrown. So after they pulled them off, they went back to the punching, which is where you lose because at the end of the day, as the coach said, we, we lost our edge when we lost that player uh, who defends those wide receivers and we have to bring him back up. So at the end of the day, yeah, entertainment, when the team loses, you have no excuse for it. And no, I'm not I'm not supporting it. I do like to see a rivalry. I just like to see it where it's a point where, you know, it's out on the business of it all because at the end of the day, you know, you can't beat the system. The system is going to turn around and say, look, we can keep penalizing you over and over again. And at the end of the day, you're going to be losing money. And if they lose, lose on the team level, 
then you're going to find out they're going to negotiate some way of getting you out of there. So, no. Take it? Yes, for the moment. Do I want to see it continue? No, but I do want to see good rivalry, enough that you turn around and not get suspended. So, that's all I'm saying, man. It, it was good enough, Mario. It just, I agree with you. It's bad business. All right. Switching over, because I'm going to be bouncing back and forth between mediums here. I'm going straight over to the because I think this is a big talking point, and I'm not sure if the meltdown of injuries for Derrick Rose is making him going, gone, he's frustrated. And when he takes a because of those injuries are continually, the constant injuries, the missed games, it, it must be he has to deal with his, the money that he could pay from $70 million or a $70 million contract with his injury. All right, we know that this is, he has he has to deal with what's the best for him. There are some off-court to deal with in his life. So I'm wondering, is it just about the injuries? And we don't know what he's doing in his personal life, but listen to the LeBron. You can tell there's something else going on, that they have to get behind him as a man and an individual. And should they already just say, hey, look, we they're going to stay with him? Well, I think it's the injuries are taking their toll when he's gotten another injury. and They're taking his toll. I think it becomes obvious. He's talked about this also previously. Yes, he has. And said that he has what his, his after-sports after life would be in terms of his ability to move around and do things and all that. So he's expressed this before. Yeah. But, again, hopefully – not making any decisions in the heat of passion. Yeah. Like you need to go away for, for a minute and think, but don't make that. And I agree with taking some time to think. Yeah, I do and, too. And, and, uh, but it's, I think it's a heavy deal to, to uh, deal with that stuff. This is the part that he is connected to other people's livelihoods, and now they have to weigh that you being away is affecting yeah. And so with that being said, other players have been injured and have had to deal with tragic injuries, ending injuries. All of them wish they could sit back and have that fulfilling contract. Because after you get over because you know he will get over his injury. Maybe. I mean, well, maybe. If he's not playing anymore, he won't have to deal with them the same way. Yeah, that's why I said. So I don't know. I think he has to do what's best for him. Yeah. Okay. Because it's not you do what's best for the team. Right. Specifically, you do not do what specifically you do what's best for you. For you, yeah, and I agree. Here's the making the story too. Aren't the Cavaliers lucky? Thank God. They thank got you. a bunch thank of. Him. Thank God. They have a bunch. It solves one of their issues. But that's a sad statement for them. Yeah, but see, Bill was at the was actually doing the best job at point. But it's not the part I was going to. You're right. I'm going to this. You guys are so damn lucky. I guess LeBron will never get injured. And if he get injured, would you guys feel the same way? Because right now, people around you, know, you think about the sensitivity. Everybody yeah. flirted with something. They seem to be handling it in a pretty cool way yeah. as it relates to Derek to me. They yeah. seem to be showing him oh, I think a they, lot of consideration, which I think is wonderful. There's no question he's getting injured. He cares about basketball is only a temporary moment in your life. It's bigger things. But he now has to be thinking like a businessman. 
and 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 that's what he's doing. He has to apply this because you know you got people going like this. There's a lot of money being left on the table. How are we going to work this? And so I agree. Take care of what you need to take care of court. Hopefully, some transitioning. My fears and my question is: Have we seen the last and the best of Derrick Rose as it relates to his injuries? It's just a question. I commend him on what he's been able to do so far. Yeah, yeah, I'll have no argument at all. I just, you know, things are the way they are. I'm jumping to another area. Like I said, jumping around, this is totally different. Look, I usually don't talk about college football until you start knocking off the top dogs. And since Alabama is always going through the circle, I call this roundtable and re-re-rank. And when I say that, I feel that there's some injustice that would happen in here because that's happening. Our Pac-12 or whatever you want to call the group, we college football playoff. It ain't happening. A lot of things have to take place for USC to climb in beyond the top ten to even get in the top four or five. I'm leaving that alone. You know, hey, look, it's just the way it is. And then, of course, Miami, who's number two, they lose to Pittsburgh. So the top two teams, when they actually go look at the re-rank, the re-ranking has Clemson, Oklahoma, Wisconsin, and Auburn. Now, I'm saying this for a reason. They say schedule is what they're using when you haven't played a strong enough team. Can you imagine Wisconsin sitting up here going like this? So we're the only undefeated team. Well, we're ranked. If you look at the college football playoff, we're we're barely in, and we're undefeated. Is this a disservice based on? Well, you guys, you're not the SEC, but you're undefeated, and they're flirting with barely being in at that third or fourth spot, maybe even fifth in the college football playoff ranking. This is the football playoff ranking. This is just the AP. Coaches ranking. Do you believe that the powers that be are guiding where they would like teams to be playing? The schedule has a lot to do with it. Undefeated, otherwise or not. Well, wherever the coaches vote, there's inherently bias. I agree. So that's just the way that works. You I agree. Decide that you're in favor of that bias because you support the institution. That's right. It's like the, the Academy Awards. Right. So. Than that, the computer algorithms that look at the win-loss of the previous year use those to determine the strength of schedule. Right. That's at least based to a degree on some kind of a mathematical algorithm to determine the relative strength of schedule. It's based on the people in the schedule, right. their own win-loss so different conferences have a weight and all that. Mm-hmm. Not that it's perfect, but at least it represents of an attempt at objective objective science. Right. So at least I'd be more in favor of this. The part I wasn't understanding clearly is which ones are being used here. Is this the one where the coaches vote or is this the one or is it a combination? Because the strength of schedule mm-hmm. is pretty much as far as I know always mathematical. Right. So maybe this happens, and it has to show some balance. 
sometimes we when mm-hmm. we traditionally do the coaches voting, right. we decide to add the mathematical in right. and give them both weight right. as an intermediate kind of phase because you're shifting right. from the good old days where it was all coaches. Yeah. And you can't go to, because as far as I know, mm-hmm. this is the same kind of had about the, whoever was the uh, championship. It's the same kind of question. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you, you're hitting another nail on the head, too, because when they say strength of schedule, I went to look at that for the top 10 teams. Out of the top 10 teams, I believe it's either Southern California and I can't believe it's one other team that have the strongest strength really? of schedule, but they're not in. So I, the point is when you when you look at it, they go, well, it's who you lost against, I guess. That's taking the weight. I said, but strength of schedule, strength of schedule, yourself playing the best teams at the time. You're going through a rough hurdle milestone week to week to week, if that's the case. And if it's based on last based on year, too. Right. What if it's so, not, not based on this year, Vic? Right. Keep that in mind. No, I, I understand. The way they did last year, right. then they calculate the strength of schedule. Which it, is, yeah, it could be and, different this year. Right, and right now what I keep saying is just the formula like that. When you, when you look at the categories, the strength of competition or strength of schedule and all those other factors, I said, well, I'm looking at these teams and I said, oh, I forgot about this. This is what you automatically say. The Big Ten has been slamming this year. I have to give it to them. Right? West Coast. But they've had more teams playing and knocking each other out. There's a strength of conference schedule. The SEC is not as strong this year, but because when they start playing, they automatically get the, ooh, the hoopla. You get it. I said, well, if I look at Alabama the way you were talking about them, it's like Auburn had it kind of easy over them. Does that mean, oh, well, now Auburn wins, beats mighty Alabama? I said, yeah, but strength of schedule for Alabama was kind of weak. So, Again, that yeah, when you base it on the previous year, you're sort of stuck with that. Yeah. That's what it was. At least it's and it's the most fair. Right. It can never, you could try to, there, there could be ways to bring in this year's performance, but I offer that that's not, to me, worth the problem. You'd right. have to recalculate it every single week. Right. Right. You'd have a changing strength. It could be done computer-wise, though. True. It could be done computer-wise. I just think it's a matter of us agreeing that the strength of schedule is calculated at the beginning of the season right. and being done. But, but your argument is there. All of these are – none of these are perfection. Proof. You have to make a decision to accept the flaws. Right. Right? Having an umpire mm-hmm. and baseball, right? Can you replace that with a digital readout of where the – Goals, right. That would be a hundred percent accurate. Right. Okay. I think I think there there are categories of uh, we take a third of this, third of that, third. Of that. I think the whole breakdown whether it's twenty five percent, twenty five, twenty five, twenty five. I think they're right. I think the one gets in the way for anyone on the West Coast. And I'm not saying that USC should. I'm saying the weight of where they're at is lower, and as well as these conditions. And the one that they say that mostly uh, relate to that. Games are played late. And so coaches are not games. They just have to use their formula of, well, who won? Okay, I saw them two weeks ago. And if you throw that in, there's heavier weight against them, even for that percentage. So I'm not. Yeah, even though I could make the argument 
that because they're human beings, if it wasn't that the games were late, right. there still would be a bias to beings. Right. So people say, well, it's because they don't watch games. If you actually remove that, yeah. I can guarantee you always. there would be other biases. Right. That was there. And there would probably be the regular old regional biases that exist. You know more of the people around you. Right. Sometimes that allows you to more for them. Right. It definitely affects you both. Right. So I, I don't have to comment on a final four for the college football playoff because I don't know who the hell is going to be there because they still have one or two more games to go. But we're, we're near the end run. I'm not voting for you guys. That's not my team. But I can imagine how you guys are so undefeated. And okay, so we'll be one of those rare undefeated teams to crack the top three. Going to the next NFL. Simple. I'm gonna keep this around LA because I don't talk about LA too much. You know the LA Chargers are one game out from leading that division, Mario. Mm-hmm. It seems like it worked out good. Everybody this year, bruh, talk. Everybody, you know, I have to say, even though traditionally I get a little bored with the charges, even though I'm a supporter of Philip Rivers, I really support him. Right. But now, I, I, one thing I can say, I can say, and I have said it, Vic, it's nice to be doing like this because it's caused people who previously didn't expect to support it right. to be more supportive. I, for one, have been right. of the Rams. Look more like a team that's doing something. So sorry to say we had to say goodbye. Well, I'm not you're not sorry. The coaching changes worked out wonderfully. We like what with San Diego coaching changes too. So we're happy. I'm happy with the Lakers. I'm just happy. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Happy with the Clippers. And that's okay. We got that yet. We'll get there. I'm just happy. Hey, look. I'm just saying this. To watch the. I like that they're entertaining. I have no expectations that they're going to the Super Bowl. I like the way they are playing. It bodes well for the future. What I'm shocked a little bit about, how Kansas City is rolling out the red carpet of mediocrity in their play, and now here's the Chargers, and their strength of schedule as they play the upcoming teams, they they really went through the gauntlet already. They got a good sound defense, the the front four, can actually do the job without having to commit other backers and when to pressure the quarterback. So their defensive sound, they have a good Philip Rivers quarterback who's leading them. And I'm literally sitting here three, four or five weeks ago based on how they were playing. I said, they're going to end up leading the division, even more so than, say, the Oakland Raiders, which everybody had way up there. We got the Rams and we got the Raiders. Who, if you had to make a money bet, if they both make the playoffs, we see that the Rams are probably going to do it. But the NFC is tighter and it's harder because they got a lot more parity in there. The NFC is basically, they're, they're not even at 500 balls yet and threatening to lead the division. So they could do less, win less, and still win the division. If you had to put your money on the L.A. getting farther than the playoffs, who would you select? Well, I like the Rams. The, the issue with the Chargers is that they are clustered right there, one game from the league. Kansas City in the league with six wins right. and five losses. But the Chargers and Oakland both have six losses. So it's a toss-up in my mind. To right. see. And then, and also, none of them strong enough. Right. I like the Chargers 
in that group. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. But still, I don't think they have enough names. But then when you go look um, at the Rams, right? it's a whole different thing. I mean, just on, just without looking at where they rate, I say I know they can beat everybody except Philly. Yes. Yeah. So well, that's the whole thing. Now, which are going to play Philly, and right. that's what we have to see. Right. Everybody else we expect them to be. Right. Everybody else except, even though I, you, you know that Minnesota and Detroit look good and have a chance. Right. And the Saints and Carolina look good and have a chance. But you also, those are games you'd like to see. Yeah. Yeah. And look, I'm, I'm just saying this. At one time I was saying it would be good just getting the first round for the L.A. Rams. Then I'm watching the Chargers play, and I'm going, oh, man, they made, they're taking advantage of the AFC division because you have Pittsburgh and New England not in that order. Everybody else is kind of jumbled about trying to find their footing. We're in the NFC. you got multiple teams vying for top The bet would be that Chargers could go further because they have less, you know, to go against with top teams. But the Rams, they play. So if I had to do any bet, ask me week 16. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. Hey, I'm not going to say about basketball because we already touched to me on the just Derrick Rose and Cleveland Cavaliers. And the Cleveland Cavaliers started playing better ball. First thing that happens, the defense starts to show up. It's always the same thing. It's that defense, and maybe we're just looking at teams that a lot of players are not happy. Boston still is doing their thing. Detroit's next. Cleveland's right up there. But now without Derrick Rose. Do you see them, if Derrick Rose is not there, do you see them falling off at all? I mean, when I say falling off, substantially, not no. barely, none. No, because I think other things are happening right now. I think that other that it's been so many, they've got a lot of players to change out. Sure and is. so, even that's, and that's really been, I watched Crowder, and, and, but, and I was thinking, wow, He's slowly starting to fit in. It's too, it's too much of that. There's a lot of it. And and I'm not saying that way. I'm saying you have to allow time for this room, to, for this team, the Cavaliers, to continue to gel. Right. That's the one thing. I think that they will get better throughout the year. Yeah. Okay. If injuries do well, then they should be in a good position in the playoffs. Right. Even though I don't know. There are but at least they may be well positioned for the playoffs if they don't have any other injuries. Yeah. The only other topic I got is Oklahoma Thunder. It takes time. They still are actually equal with the uh, Lakers in their record. They're 8 and 11. Now, it's only 19 games in. What do you think? Just if you had to put a number on it before they start gelling, you know, before Oklahoma, who has the the best formidable top three players to go up against the Golden State Warriors or any other team, you think it's going to take about 40 games? Do you think that you'll get Carmelo because they're playing good defense, dude? I didn't think yeah. Paul George and Carmelo would play defense. They're hustling. They are doing it, man. So all they, they need agree to Carmelo. So, so. No, I give it February. Okay, right before All-Star. Yeah. Okay. So and I have to, and I, I don't know how many games that it is. It's I'm just giving. Yeah, I'm giving it enough time. It's not just them, Cleveland, the Clippers. 
Right. Even though we'll we see which way they're evolving. Do. Well, we'll still see. I give yeah. it a minute. You know they leave point guard is out for the year. Injury. Patrick Beverly Dawn. Yeah. Okay. Just so you know, it's not your lead point guard, traditional type. And they're already talking about the possibility of DeAndre uh, Jordan should he get, when he get that max contract right now. Where you see the Clippers at seven and eleven, no point guard coming in. There's not much out there available in the market. Look, will they be playing five hundred ball? Dude, dude, five hundred. These are the times that try men's soul. There are people out there that you can use. They have to make wise decisions. It doesn't look good. It doesn't have to be an absolute, you know. It doesn't look good. Well, I'm sure they but they should still attempt responsibility what they have. Here's a question going out. out. Clippers don't. Is there a bigger change in the organization? Yeah. Okay. I'm out. In the sports, a unique fan base view of sports, a recurring segment of the Morning Club with Mario Show. Get it here every week. Remember to dress appropriately. Sports bra, the be there. I'll be square.
Okay, here we are at the last segment. My a little extra only because we had a nice holiday and a lot of events was going down in the sports circle. I'm about to bring you something here at the Hot Picks, a little bit different. Artist-friendly, artist-support, but also history-making. And is it relative to the time that we're in with social media? My title of this particular subject is, Which Artist Era Reigns Supreme? And what I mean by that, well, artist achievements reflect social media era. Whereas now, you go to look at videos at 2 million views, 3 million Is there a correlation with success in, in record-making and history-making? So I have a series of what they call the number one condition here is this. You'll see it. It says, most number most of singles in an artist's lifetime. And if, which era, based Song. And it's surprising the song may not be the one you think should be the number one. Ready to do this, Mario? I'm ready. Okay, so what we're going to do is go through quickly and add a little history. And then we're going to go look at it. You can make your determination, Mario. Number one. And I don't have to see anybody else. You can hit it at the top of the list. Going off right now with the, what I call the diva that changed the game. In a different way, Janet Jackson. Her number one song for her, her cat, Miss You Must, 1989. The music video is considered iconic for its choreography, chair routine, and referenced by various artists. Miss You Must has inspired videos from Britney Spears, in the Korean film 200 Pounds of Beauty, also being sampled by artists such as 50. That is her number one of all of her songs. Did you think that would be the one? Or I'm not surprised. That time, right. they were hitting on all cylinders. Yeah. There would be other Jacksons in this discussion. That's right. But, yes. you know, they set the bar, right? Right. So no matter what you want to, let's put it like this. If you didn't give it to her for mission, there's going to be a bunch of stuff you're going to give it to her for other right things. there with it. Yes, it goes to Ron Dubois. Trying to touch you guys there. I'm doing it from a different perspective. I'm including a reference to the media. So if you see these artists, you roll up and go, okay, yeah, that's old school. That's still old school or new school. Let's go to the next one because I'm going to hit them quickly. Well, that was 1989. That's right. The next one up, Paul McCartney, Stevie Wonder. The song is Ebony and Ivory, March 1982. Ebony and Ivory was banned in South Africa by the South African Broadcasting Corporation during the apartheid era, making it the only song McCartney released in his full career to receive such a ban. The official reason for the song's ban was because Stevie Wonder accepted the 1984 Academy Award for the best original song in the name of Nelson Mandela. Well, look at your time span. This is all before the internet. Yes. And so, wow. So you see, this different. Uh, apartheid was 1982. We were there. You're right. So, and here's the thing. That's Paul. We're talking about the number one. We're talking about most at number one. And so you end up. Well, Paul has some other songs, but this one is, and it represents both Stevie's. Number one and Paul shared together. So a twist in the story. There's some artists in here who are on the list again. Let's go to the next one. 
Next one. Okay, this is kind of a no-brainer. Whitney Houston. I will always love you. November 1992. Here's a little background on this. I always love you. Originally written and recorded in 1973 by American singer-songwriter Dolly Parton. Her country version of the track was released in 1970. Single. It was written as a farewell to her one-time partner and mentor of seven years, Porter Wagner. Porter Wagner. In 1992, she recorded a new arrangement of I Will Always Love You for the soundtrack to The Bodyguard in her film debut. She was originally to record Jimmy Ruffin's What Becomes of a Broken Heart what a wonderful track. as the lead single for The Bodyguard. David uh, Ruffin's brother. Right. And however, when it was a song was to be used for Houston requested a different song. Wow, that's risky history. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I didn't know that it was really going to do what becomes of the book. I love that track. But would it have had as much success? Think about well, it. Well, let's put like this. No one expected No. With the Dolly Parton track. Okay, right. so uh, who knows? Okay. That's uh, wicked. Okay, there you go. So that's the next one. Just letting you know. Wow. All right, so. Uh, this is a no-brainer as well. Notice we still haven't made it past the millennium. Madonna, like a virgin. Her biggest most weeks at number one. Like a virgin has been covered by a number of artists and has appeared in feature films such as Reservoir Dogs, Moulin Rouge, It Jones, The Edge of Reason. Family groups are about to ban it as they believe the song promoted sex without marriage. On the other hand, Madonna's public persona of an indomitable sexual an unashamed, supremely confident woman was widely accepted by the generation emulated her style and fashion. Scholars have created a Like a Virgin, have created, credited Like a Virgin as a song which cemented her position as a cop culture icon. This song is her brand. Like a Virgin is her best song. <laughs> I know some. <laughs> you don't want to do some. You do so. They don't make them anymore. You know? <laughs> okay, cool. Going over to the next guys. I'm going to go down and actually see where they rank at. And we won't have to do it one by one. There's a chart for it. Just let you know. All right, the next song is Supreme Love Child in 1968. So it seems like we're going backwards. I'll pay, to, uh, pay new ground for a major pop hit when it's controversial subject matter of illegitimate. Single that finally knocked the Beatles, Hey Jude, off to the top spot in the United States after its nine-week run. Billboard's special chart of the top 40 biggest girl groups of all on the Billboard's Hot 100, Love Child ranked highest among the Supreme entries. Supreme members Mary Wilson and Cindy Birdsong do not perform on the record. Motown session singers and vocals. All lead vocals were by Diana Ross group a year later. So imagine you're on the and you're part of the group, but you don't record the vocals. That's rough. <laughs> other other just 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 another why other situations famous for that. Right. Other stylistics with Tom Bell. He, he did. did not use. He didn't use the. He used Russell. Tom he didn't really like the other vocalists enough. Wow. And he used them to use this Russell Thompson. But let you know, imagine artists not Except loving certain song. Right, because they're like, I'm not on that song you're right Yeah. Now. That's the wild. I said wild. Wow. It happens. All right. Let's go again. Here's the next one. Well, like I said, 
Some people have to get on this list, and maybe they keep visiting. Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney. The secret to success is just go ahead and do it with a brother. All right. Say, say, say. After his release in 1983, Say, Say, Say became and hit inside of a year. It was a number one hit in the United States, Canada, Norway, Sweden, several other countries, reached number two in the United Kingdom and peaked within the top ten in Australia, Austria, New Zealand, Ireland, Switzerland, and over 20 other nations. In 2013, Magazine listed the song as the 41st biggest hit of all time on their 100 charts. Interesting. And Paul, as they are right now going, I haven't cracked this list. I need to be with somebody else. I'm kind of surprised that this song is one of the all-time most consecutive weeks, number one. Too hard. Say, say, say. Say, say, say. You should hear the critics for what they say. You're not surprised at who's involved. Right. At the time, they were hitting on all cylinders. Right. Michael Jackson was magic. Yes, he was. Everything. With Stevie Wonder, I think Stevie Wonder being featured on Paul. This was really Michael Jackson, and we're fe- you, you get to be featured. Yeah. You turned it a different way. All right, let's go to the next. Did we find it at least to that era? Rihanna, We Found Love. The song's accompanying music video depicts the singer as a using thrill seeker relationship that quickly spirals downward into addiction and violence. The video received a mixed response from critics as they noted years prior. It attracted criticism from political commentators who questioned the video for its nature. However, the video won a Grammy for the best short form music video. Video of the Year at the 2012 MTV Video Music Awards. Out of all Rihanna's stuff, did you think this one would crack? <laughs> you like Rihanna, do you? I like her, but you know, <laughs> not surprising. Not surprising. Not surprising to do it, but I'm well, who knows? Right. You're not sure. Okay, not bad. Go to the next one. Come through. Next one we got going up. Uh, I believe she's. I, I, I underrated this one. Mariah Carey, We Belong Together. March 2005. We have finally cracked at least the beginning of the summer era. The first artist, and it's Mariah Carey. Song you this video was a with "It's Like That," which Carrie and her bachelor had Carrie and her bachelor video. We belong together is a continuation focusing on career. Carrie's wedding to an older and powerful man and ends with the singer eloping with her ex-boyfriend. Everybody knows that this was tied to Tommy Mutola. So at this point, reality seems to sell best as it relates to it. And here's the thing. Mariah Carey would be a player in the most consecutive weeks in the top of the building. Yeah, I would, yeah. Really? Yeah, because she had, she had, I believe it, the most number one album. Okay. One of them. Okay. Yeah. She has. She has some. She has some records. Yeah, she does. Gold records or something. She has a number of records. Yeah, she does. And probably because we just didn't follow, or I didn't follow as much. I didn't know how much success she had. Yeah, Jerome would know, but she has like I mean, either she leads or oh, yeah. she's in the top. She's the top one big right. singles. Yeah, way more than I expected, yeah. and I'm shocked. 
and her presence as record I don't know. Y'all look it up and then write me something. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go to the next one. Here's the one that, you know, sometimes you just got to be a dog, right? And, and sometimes we're going backwards. Elvis Presley, Don't Be and Hound Dog, July 1956. The single was released in 1956. I was born that year. <laughs> Back with Hound Dog. A few weeks, Hound Dog had risen to number two on the pop charts with sales of over one million. Soon after, it was overtaken by Don't Be Cruel, which took number one on the charts, pop, country, and R&B. Don't Be Cruel went on to become Presley's biggest record in 1956, with sales over six million by 1961. It became a regular feature of his live sets until his death in 1977, and was often covered with Jailhouse Rock, Let Me Be You, Let Me Be Your, and uh, Teddy Bear during performances in 1969. So these two songs, I, I, there was more. He recorded these two songs in his session. He had three sessions where he recorded songs in a day. They all are chart makers. These went one, two. That's how you recorded back then. Two. It was you got together and just recorded. Oh, my God. I'm the way you was, you, didn't, you just did it. You yeah. recorded. You just did it. Okay. Here we are. Wonderful. Got to give back in the 50s. All right, here's the last one. And then we go to see number say, simply. You can't go unless you do have the Beatles. Hey, June, August, 1968. All right. Let me just say this. In 1968, John Lennon and his wife Cynthia Lennon separated after John's affair with Yoko Ono. The following month, Paul McCarty drove out to visit Cynthia and John's son, Julian, family bridge. Cynthia had been part of the Beatles social circle before the band's rise to fame in 1963. McCartney later said he found it a bit much for them suddenly to be persona non grata and out of my life. Down, he composed Hey Jude and the The song's original title was Hey Jules, and it was intended to comfort Julian Lennon from the stress of his parents' separation. McCartney later said, I knew it was I knew it was not going to be easy for him, and that he changed the name to Jude because I thought it sounded amazing. It was to help somebody going through the parents' I didn't transition. know that. That's amazing. So just want to let you know, here's your top songs. Here's your number ones. Let's see how they down the page. You'll see the numbers. Mark, enjoy to see who is the top dog as we come back down. When you go back down again, keep going. Started out with Janet. Miss You Much, August 1989. Bob McCartney and Stevie Wonder, Ebony and Ivory, March 1982. Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You, November of 1992. Madonna, Like a Virgin, that would hear that one was. The Supremes, Love. September 
Scroll down below, you will see the number of singles who had the most number one singles of all time. And the ranking list shows you. For those who can't see it, I'll say it for you. The Beatles top it off with 20. Hey Jude was their number one. Next, Elvis Presley and Marie tied at 18 singles. Elvis with Don't Be Cruel and Hound Dog, and We Belong Together for Mariah, of course. Fourteen weeks following is 14 singles. It's Rihanna. We Found Love is a bigger sing- single. Rihanna is Michael Jackson at 13 singles, number one, they say. Following Michael. So Supremes and Madonna, 12 number one singles all time. Love Child and Like a Virgin. Whitney is behind at 11 number one. I Will Always Love You is her best. And then up the rear, Stevie Wonder, Janet Jackson, 10 number one singles, Evergreen, Miss You Much. The Beatles reign supreme so far. But I am shocked that Mariah is tied for second all-time number one. I just totally underestimated the man. We're done. Hot picks. Better day, you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Remember, tomorrow, Tuesday, we have a live storm. No shows this Friday with the rescheduled Friday, but on Wednesday, we expect to be doing the scripting. Once again, we'll thank everybody. Thank you to the Facebook friends, all the folks, DMC, Corinthians, Mario Picasso, all the family, Nico, Pete,
Thank you, bro. 